good introduction. Um, I'm sharing really deeply from my heart because sometimes some of the best sermons you write are when you've when something's happening in your life and you really um, become broken and you really God really speaks to you. And uh, the last couple of months um, we prayed for somebody. I think I told you a young man who had um, a brain tumor. We spent quite a you know prayed for him three times. The tumor shrank. And he um he went to be with the Lord, and it it was quite hard because um you know people don't always understand when something like that happens. It's hard on his mum, it's hard on his family, and uh, I just had to come back to God and say, Oh God, you know, what, you know what what's happening? What's going on? What you know could we have done something better? And all that you as you do, and it it was just amazing because somebody from that area contacted me and they said, um, You've no idea, you've no idea the impact that you and Nick had when you came up. To this area um, because this young man uh, was really touched by God and when we asked his mum about how he was she said he, he, he was um, talking to Jesus all the time so sometimes things don't always work out as we want them to, to do but God knows God sees a big picture and uh, we uh, our son um, had to get an operation on his hip well, on his tendon he's waited four years so he's actually out of action at the moment and he's really struggling and you know, they don't sort of pay much when you get sick pay. Plus, his um, bike, his motorbike got cloned, number plate got cloned uh, by somebody in Lambeth. We don't know, in Lambeth we think it is, and, and he's been getting all these fines. He's got the police reference number. He's got proof that he was in Spain when some of these fines came through, but they're still rejecting them. So we, he's trying to sort out all that. Is it, as if that wasn't enough, we, uh, me, and, me and Nick came back from cleaning the church a couple of weeks ago. And we've lived in our present accommodation for 13 years. And we've looked after the house, we've done the garden, we've helped neighbours, we've made a really good impression on the area where we live. And we've always paid our rent on time and everything. And then we just find a letter, put through the letterbox saying, with a section 21, which means you have to leave the, leave the place. Um, and it's by the 21st of January. Um, and we like, we're still in shock a little bit, but. You see where I'm coming from? Sometimes these things happen, and we know God, God sees the bigger picture. And I just thought God was saying to me, look, look, the victory is yours, and I want you to tell the people this morning when you go to Headingham, I want you to write, the, you know, to write this sermon and to speak this message. So whatever happens, you know, our emotions sometimes uh, fluctuate and go all over the place, don't they? And we face tests and trials and difficulties and difficult circumstances. But the Lord does not change. And sometimes we can almost like take our eyes a bit off, off the law when these things happen. But the Lord never changes. He is faithful in so many ways. And this is the truth because the devil's a liar. And he will try and say, oh, where are you going to Where are you gonna go? And how will you be able to carry on with what you're doing? You know something, I'm more focused now than I've ever been. Like this morning, I've already focused on God. It's God's Holy Spirit. It's his power. And in Lamentations 3, 22 to 23, it says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God loves us. He loves us as his people. And whatever we're facing, whatever we're going through, we're not going to be consumed. He's a compassionate God, a God full of love. He's a great God. He's a faithful God. So that's what I start to I start to read. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay, we can't get to the next slide. Okay.
it's trying to. Don't worry, I'll just keep on, and then you can hopefully we'll catch up in a minute. Um, so, so when wrong thoughts and anxiety. Oh, it's on there. Nick. Oh, Nick. I'll read it out again. Him though. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I just think that's a lovely, you know, it's a lovely nugget of, of truth to hold on to this morning, isn't it? You know, God is faithful. He's going to look after us. So when wrong thoughts, anxieties, fears, discouragement tries to push away, push it away into our lives, we need to remember. We need to remember the victory is mine. The victory is ours. When the battle is the Lord's. You know, and it's God's just so amazing. We um we had to go to Skegness. We've done quite a few missions this year. We had to go to Skegness, and uh, Nick drove as far as Peterborough in Jabez. I don't like driving; it's not my thing at all. But Nick said, "Can you can you take over? Because I'm a little bit tired." So, of course, I start driving from Peterborough to Skegness, and I've never been in such a storm. The, 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 it rained. There were like puddles, there were all kinds of stuff, and I'm, I'm saying, Lord, 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 you know, Lord, Lord, Lord. And Nick said, Do you want to stop for a little while? I said, No, I just want to get there, let's just get there. And we got there, and it, it was like we went through this storm, but we got through the other side, and that the Lord brings us through the storms. We are victorious in Jesus, we are overcomers. Might not feel like it, but that's what the Word of God says. He will make a way for us, and we need to stand up as we did this morning. And every morning and pray and praise him. If we lift up the name of Jesus, we will see breakthroughs. We lift up his name. Reuben waited four years for this operation. He went all around the houses that the uh, the man that the specialist actually died, and nobody knew that he was meant to see, and all his nose went down by the side. And it was the wrong specialist, it was a knee specialist. Four years. And then we were praying, we were praying. And all of a sudden Reuben says, Mommy said, I've got a text. He said, The NHS is gonna fund. My, my um, operation in Springfield Hospital, which is just 10 minutes up the road, otherwise you'd have had to wait on the waiting list at Aidenbrooks. God is an amazing God. He can turn anything around. The power of prayer, the power of praise, he will make a way for us. <coughs> That's why the words of this song that, that we sang this morning just have meant so much to me. I'll read them out again. The victory is mine when the battle is the Lord's. Hosanna, Hosanna. No enemy can stand when his praise goes forth. Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna, he's won the victory. Hosanna over all our enemies. Hosanna, we'll lift our voice in praise. Hosanna, proclaim that Jesus reigns. It's just the power of God using the, using the name of Jesus. Another little Bible verse. I've got quite a few scriptures this morning. I love the word of God so much. And I just find that it is really helpful having Bible verses. 1 John 5, 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. You see, we are overcomers. We are overcomers. The Lord wants us to be overcomers. And sometimes we, we, we battle through things. We have like sicknesses. We have financial things. We have bereavements. We have all kinds of things that happens. But God still wants us to be able to have his strength and have his power and know that victory. And it's our faith that keeps us going, isn't it? It's our relationship with the Lord. And you know, I just hope that as I'm speaking this morning, it's, it's striking a chord in your heart. And I found this this other lovely uh, passage in Psalm 118, verses 24 to 29. This this is just beautiful. Um, and it, we've done it a bit this morning as well. The Lord has done it. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad what we have done. And hopefully, we will again at the end. And we will keep doing it even after the service is finished. Lord, save us. 
Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, from the house of the Lord. We bless you. The Lord is God, and he made his, made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join in the festive procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exhort you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. And I've, I've sat upstairs in my little room with tears down my cheeks, coming down my cheeks, saying, you are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exhort you. <coughs> Praising him, thanking him. Uh, and it's almost like that. All the, all the waves of anxiety, they start to go away. In Psalm 60, verse 12, God, we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. The Lord will, that, we were singing about that earlier on, about trampling down, you know, in the name, in the name of Jesus. God will trample down our enemies. And um, I just, there's lots, lots of Bible verses I've got this morning, but I just feel that God was saying, you know, and we should share them. And it's just this little, um, this little uh, story that somebody told me once, a missionary friend. And this little boy, I can't remember what his name was, he was at his grandma and granddad's house, and he'd heard his grandma and granddad's talking about standing on the word of God. And they, he was in his room and he was very quiet. And they thought, why is he very quiet? And they went in his room and he, ha he actually had a Bible and he was standing on the Bible. <laughs> and, they, and they said, well, what, what, are you, what are you doing? They, they said, he said, well, I'm standing on the word of God. He said, that's what you and granddad were saying. And, that, and they would, then that explains him what it meant. You know, he thought he actually had to stand on. He was saying a prayer and he thought if he stood on the Bible. But we, <laughs> I know it's a practical picture, but we need to stand on the word of God. And in Romans 8, 37, it says, Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are conquerors and we can overcome. Despite being overwhelmed, victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loved us. And then there's this lovely Bible verse in Psalm 144, uh, verses 1 to 2. Praise be to the Lord, my rock. <coughs> who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. So we, you know, we can praise God, we can thank him. And he trains our hands. I was just thinking, look, sometimes I'll get really cheesed off. My daughter has all these lovely, I'm going to get my nails done, all these lovely nails. I mean, and I can't because of playing the guitar. Look, there's calluses. Nick probably has the same. There's cali we have calluses on our fingers, and I can't just have one one hand with nails. And the so I, I just have to sacrifice it, cut the nails short. But the Lord has trained my fingers to be able to play that guitar, right? And I can probably do about a couple of hours. I'm not sure I could do much more than that. But the calluses are there. It's just like a little practical picture. That God can train our hands, He can train us, He can help us, He can equip us for anything. And if I don't play for a, a couple of months or something, it all goes soft and it really hurts when you press the strings, you know. So I just thought, as I was, as I was, probably, as I was reading this, and I don't know how He does it on that because they're really thick strings. Maybe they're not as, as uh, sort of digging as much when you, you know, when you play them. But uh, anyway, again, sidestepping a little bit. But God wants to train us, He wants to equip us, He wants to help us. And then we know that uh, fantastic uh, verse in Ephesians about putting on Ephesians 6.13, put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And, and uh, you know, we can just move forward and stand firm in the Lord in that scripture. Put on the whole armour of God. And because, because 
The war we're fighting isn't just a physical war, it's a spiritual war. And we can just put on the armour of God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. They are strong for pulling down the strongholds. We need to equip ourselves in the same way that we have breakfast in the morning, even if it's not bacon and eggs. Um, but <laughs> well, we have food to feed us <coughs> physically. We need to have food that feeds us spiritually. And I'm coming on to um, one of my favourite parts in the Bible. Just talking a little bit this morning about Jehoshaphat and the battle and the victory. And then God gave them rest all around them. And you never guess what? It was as they began to sing and praise the Lord. I know before that they inquired of the Lord and they fasted and they prayed. But it was as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people and they were defeated. Just as God promised, the battle belonged to the Lord and he won the victory on behalf of Judah. And they, they, it took them three days to collect all the plunder. They praised God and they sang. There's power in praise. And I just want to put up some little points this morning, seven points. Nick's going to put them up. So these seven things might help us. We're probably already doing some of them. We might be doing them all. If we are um, you know, struggling, if we need help, these points can, can help us. The first thing is prayer and fasting. Prayer is so powerful, it really is. And only fast if we, you know, if we, if it's okay, we haven't got a medical condition. You have to be careful with fasting because some people, not everyone can do it because, you know, you might have to, I mean, I have to be careful because of my heart. We just have to be, you know, sens sensitive to it. But we, we could always like fast, maybe having coffee or fast, you know, just have like, a, you know, two meals a day instead of three. There's different ways we can fast. But prayer and fasting is, is so important. And what we've done this morning, worship, worship is so powerful. Even if you can't sing out to God, put on something on YouTube. One of the songs that God has been, um, that I've been playing, it's by Don Moe, and it's a, a real old one. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. That is, I keep putting that on, that one, and the victory is mine and the battle is the Lord. Those two songs, worship is so powerful. And the, th the third point I've got is humility, because we need to just be humble before the Lord. None of us have arrived. We need, we need to rely on Jesus. And if we humbly come to him, he can help us. And we just see more of him and more of his power upon our lives. Fourth, being spirit-led. That's what I like about coming here. I can, I can do a little bit of that here. Not always everywhere. I have to be a bit more, you know, like this sometimes. Uh, but it's lovely coming here and just being spirit-led. We be spirit-led, listening to what the Lord is saying. We, we were spending ages going around different areas of the UK and the time we were struggling the most, just after we got that letter, we got in the bus and it was our outreach day, because we do it normally once a week on Thursday, and we were driving and we weren't really quite sure what we were doing or where we were going. And all of a sudden God said to me, I want you to cover the I want you to cover the area of Hertfordshire. And then a minute later, Nick said to me, he had no idea, he said, I feel we're meant to go to Hartford. Oh my goodness me. And so we started covering Hertfordshire. The first place was Bishop Stortford. And we prayed for people. We saw the Lord touch people's lives. And the Lord said to me, it's, it's by no chance that I'm calling you to Hartford because I want the people of Hertfordshire to know about my heart and my love. That's what I want. And it's spelt different, but, you know, it's it just God said that. So sometimes God wants the Spirit give us his, lead us by his Spirit and show us the way. And then it's about having faith, isn't it? Faith, our faith carries us, having faith in God. That's, and the next one is being thankful and being grateful. Even if 
things are struggling. God hasn't, we are struggling with things. God hasn't changed. So we just need to be thankful and grateful. And the last point is we just need to be vigilant. You know, always like looking around at different things and being vigilant and being prepared as God's people. We, as believers, we are, we are under attack quite often and so often. But God wants to train up our muscles, make our muscles strong. And I used to do a lot of swimming years ago. I stopped because I got so, so massive. And it was like all big up here and just little down here. And I thought, oh, this, this is looking a bit, bit strong. And no, no, no tops would fit because um, that was great big muscles. And in the end, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm just going to cycle now. Now, let's get this bit a big more, bit more down here, you know. <laughs> get these muscles down here going, you know. So the Lord wants to train up our spiritual muscles. And he wants to equip us as these believers. And uh, in Ephesians 6.12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So I, I was talking about that a little while ago, that we just need to equip ourselves and prepare ourselves. And part of it is all of those different seven um, aspects. We can use those. And I just want to read... Um, Oh, yeah, sorry, I've, I've skipped, skipped a bit here. Like I almost skipped communion with Nick earlier on. Uh, I, I sometimes jump ahead of it, being you know, Italian, gets too excited about God. Um, <laughs> 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 what did God say to Jehoshaphat and tell him what to do in 2 Chronicles 20:15? He said, do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then in verses... 16 and 17, he gives direction. The Lord gives, Joshua, um, Joshua gets direction from the Lord. And he says, go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. God will be with you. This was Jehoshaphat's prayer. I'll make sure I get the right one now. It's this one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this was Jehoshaphat's prayer. And this is 2 Chronicles 20, verses uh, 6 to 12. Let's see now. Oh, yeah. Uh, O oh Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in the heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. O oh, our God, you did not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel. Give it, give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friends. They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for you your name saying if calamity comes upon us whether the sword or judgment or the plague or famine we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us but now here are the men from Ammon Moab and Mount Seir whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt so they turned away from them and did not destroy them See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to, to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. That's the key. When all these things happen, you know, the devil wants us to try and take our eyes off God. But we need to just keep our eyes on him. Because we will be victorious. And what about Paul and Silas? What about their unjust arrest? Because they had cast out a spirit of divination out of a girl. The local Philippian authorities beat them up, 
and threw them in, in, a, in a, a cell, in a jail. Yet in spite of all of what happened to them, the disheartening situation and the atmosphere, at midnight, Paul and Silas were heard praying and singing and praising God. And all the prisoners heard, everyone heard. It was a real turning around. They could have like moaned and groaned, but they didn't, they praised God. And Paul and Silas knew the secret of how to lift their hearts above their troubles and enter into God's presence and power through praise and worships. They just lifted up their hearts to God. And that's what we need to do as God's people. They praised him and there was a joyous presence of God and there was peace in their hearts and lives. And it, and it provided God a channel for his power to operate in their circumstances. God wants to sometimes, through our circumstances, you know, touch people's lives. And our neighbours over the road, they're a lovely Indian couple. And when we told them what was happening, she was like, she said, I can't believe it. She said, you've been such wonderful neighbours. And we hadn't realised that the impact, God works through different situations. God inhabits the praises of his people. Psalm 22, 3. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Praise to God is like a vehicle of faith which takes us into his presence and power. It's the gate to enter the sacredness of his glory. And in Hebrews uh, 2.12 it says, he says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the assembly. I will sing praise. That's why it was so encouraging this morning when I was looking out and I was still dancing over to Nick because I just was getting excited. And, and then I'm just going over to here. With, but just seeing everyone, people with their hands up, people playing instruments, people coming into the presence of God. It's, it's, it's a wonderful and powerful thing to do as unity, having communion, meeting together as God's people. God wants, us to, God wants us to respond with our hearts to him in worship, to lift up Jesus. Worship and, and praise is so important. And as we do that, the God's power will flow in our midst. Praise brings an intimacy with us and Jesus. We magnify the awareness of who Jesus is and his power in our lives. Psalm 89, 15. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence. We just thank the Lord for that. I did add a little bit on to this sermon, and I hope you'll be gracious for me. Let me just share this a little bit. This was, um, I just felt God was saying to put this on as well. And this is from Judges 5, th uh, 3. God spoke this word into my heart. Hear this, you kings. Listen, you rulers. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will praise the Lord, the God of Israel, in song. God wants us to, to praise him and to sing to, sing to him. And uh, Deborah and Barak sing a song. She had written, this celebrated all the Lord accomplished through Israel's victory in the battle over Caesarea and Canaan. She praised God for willing volunteers and calls for everyone to pass along the story. She tells, she tells of um, the torrent of water that flowed down the Kishon River and swept away the enemy. She described in detail the death of Caesarea at the hands of a woman, even shows his mother crying for his return. Her song emphasises that credit for success goes to the Lord, right? One other little bit. Deborah's song declares she will sing to the Lord. She will make melody to God, the God of Israel. She wants the Canaanite kings to know that he is the one who ended their decades of oppression and oppressive rule over the people of Israel. Her bold, her bold declaration that the Lord 
Yahweh is the God of Israel, stands out in the book of Judges, even among the judges themselves. Very few of God's people so explicitly declare uh, the name of God like that in, in the kind of way that she did. A victorious song, the victory of Israel of the Battle of Mount Tabor. And I just want to read that. Um, it's got that there as well. Just one final passage. This is just what I've been talking about. This is, um, yeah, Judges 4, 1 to 3. We got it up there, yeah? Right, 4, 1 to 3. After Ehud died, the Israelites once again did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, the king of Canaan, who, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Caesarea, who lived in Harosheth, Hagoyin, because he had 900 iron chariots and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. They cried out to the Lord for help. You see, they cried out to the Lord for help. If we cry out to God and we reach out to him in all, in all the different ways that we need to, the victory is ours and the battle is the Lord's. And that's just uh, a little message I had. So Lord, I do just pray, Father God, over this word that I've shared this morning with your people. I just pray, Father God, that you will just touch our hearts and lives and encourage us. <coughs> Lord, not just today, but every day, that we will be able to take hold of your word, focus on you, Lord, and focus on um, your power and your might. Lord, I know you've got somewhere else for us, for me and Nick to be, and we, we praise you that we have confidence and trust you in everything in, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.